false. The first one was was a bullshit. That was bullshit. The first one was bullshit. That was bullshit because I had the wrong um, channel on, and it was just me talking to myself. And well, uh, nobody wants that. Interesting. Me actually. talking to myself. Uh, do you? Ooh, th- they should do a pop podcast like that where someone's like talking and like pretending to respond to someone else talking, but like you can't hear what the person is or saying. Or maybe a podcast where a group of clones are talking to each other. Yes. You know that might be. Yes. Just don't gonna, breathe on the mic. Don't breathe on the mic. It might. I think that's impossible. It might change. There's been so many people's. Oh, I'm just kidding. I thought you meant for like the coronavirus. Oh yeah, also because of that. Well, it's kind of impossible not to breathe on the mic. You know, yeah, that's kind, kind of, of a, idea. An, a hazard that we cannot avoid. Mm-hmm. I think you know. Yep. Mm, that's a good tea. Is it's it? It's a nice, earthy tea. I'm not going to entertain. I know. You're not li- into, I'm not going to. I'm going to. I've stopped pushing tea on the... you. I know that you don't like it, and I'm not going to force you to drink it because I uh, respect that you don't like tea. I don't understand it. Okay. But I respect that's, it. That's all that counts in a friendship. You can. You can not 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 uh, not fully understand someone, but you can respect them. It's true. And their cho- 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 choices. I like to think that our friendship is based on a foundation of me respecting that you don't like tea. It's that's the whole friendship, <laughs> actually. Uh, what do you? What well? And what you? What what thing do you eat or drink to comfort you when you are ill? I mean, I definitely lean on tea. It's uh, I'll drink it when I'm sick. I'm I drink. I'm not sick right now. America listeners, just know that I am not <laughs> sick. I am not contagious. Uh, we're just pontificating here. So, yeah, I think we were talking in the car about how you want, you know, to drink ma- ma- matzo ball soup when you're sick. Oh, yeah. And, like, I love eating matzo ball soup. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And tea, drinking tea. I like hot beverages mm-hmm. when I'm not feeling well. And I don't think I've been sick enough to really know what I, I, I don't do certain things when I'm sick because I mm-hmm. don't, don't really get sick. Okay. Um, knock on. Yeah. Would. Unless you are get it for my kids. Yeah. But even then, it's like a cold. So it's not like s- so sickness. you've never that, had the flu. I've never had the flu. Oh, my God. That's insane. You must have, like, the world's strongest immune system. I do. Or you just get, engage daily in social distancing, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, my dad's mom had a really ro- – or she still has. She's still alive – um, but I'm just saying because like, she never gets sick. She doesn't get so sick. She's, no, but she's 83, is. I think, and she has a very strong immune system. My dad has a very strong immune system. He also does not get sick that often, and my bro- brother also does not get sick th- that 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 often. But they've both been sick more than me. So at the end of this thing, it's just going to be the the Hodges mm-hmm. standing on top of a a ruined universe, probably. <laughs> That's terrifying. No, my, the thing is that my Ooh, my mom getting dark. My mom is very um oh she gets so sickly. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that's a concern. Okay. I got gotcha. you. But I I don't get sick. Well, yeah. good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um my children are uh, hu- are just human petri dishes. Mm-hmm. So, I get I get everything. I'm going to get everything. I'm going to mm-hmm. get all the things. It's it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. Welcome to the podcast at the end of the world. Welcome to illness 
illness uh, illness talk illness talk yeah. uh welcome to the feminine mistake podcast i'm yes. one of your hosts nicole i'm sarah your other host and uh it's just us today it's uh you we've just you double me dose. and auntie corona <laughs> <laughs> our special guest today let's hope is not the coronavirus yes, yes. uh we're it, we're doing we're doing a we should give these a name like a like a host Toasty Hosty, maybe? Toasty Hosty? Something. What's that? I don't know. It's an episode where we don't have a guest. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, which is was more common than not on our other show, the George mm-hmm. May Podcast, which yeah. if you haven't listened to it, that's what we were doing in the interim uh, between this season four and season three, where we took our sort of hiatus from this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, George May Podcast, where Sarah and I watched films and uh, TV shows made in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we only had a guest once. That's true. And that was Ava Davis. Correct. Yeah. So uh, this month we've decided to do uh, a weird little film. Weirdo. Very weird. weird. Film. Super weird. Called Horse Girl. And we decided to just do uh, just you and me. Just you and me yeah. having a powwow, having a little sit down chat. All about Horse Girl. Yeah. Don't know why it's called Horse Girl, but. Oh, I do. Well, we'll get there. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before that, I guess, um, you know, we can't, I, I don't, so we're recording this in March at the very beginning of social lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very s- beginning, like so the I, day after, <laughs> the day of, the day before. I mean, my, the rel- week of. Yes, the week yes. of. Um, so this is, we're about two weeks into March. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so I don't know what's going to be happening when this episode hits in April, but we thought, you know, we might as well address the elephant in the room, which is, uh, the coronavirus, of course, yeah. that has fundamentally changed everyone's plans this month mm-hmm. and perhaps next month. We don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, my, m- my husband and I are both of the places we work are remote mm-hmm. now for, the foreseeable future all of my children are home which uh i'm only two 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 days into this and it is already a goddamn nightmare um and uh you know we're stocking up on things we're uh supposed to not go out it's hard not to go out it's hard i'm a very yeah. busy person i'm a very mm-hmm. social person and uh in a way i have silently welcomed a little bit of a slower pace Mm-hmm. because sometimes life gets very hectic and you're like, oh, well, I guess now I can blow off all these things that I am supposed to do that require me to leave the house. And yeah, uh, so there's something peaceful about that, but then it's kind of shrouded in this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, all the all the apocalypse movies I've ever seen are starting yeah. to stream into my brain, like, you know, Shot of the Dead or The Walking Dead or uh, The Stand. And it's like, you know, I'm not trying to be dramatic. It's just I have a very active imagination. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of trying to push all that, you know, all that mythology out of my head right now and just be like, okay, this is where we are and we're all going to be fine. And yeah. I don't know. What about you? What do you think, Sarah? What do you want to say um, about the whole thing? Well, yeah, I've been concerned, um, again, because my mom gets sick very e- easily. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm less wor- 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 worried about myself and more about her. Yeah. Our... Um, my office hasn't closed yet. We are closing on Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, doing uh, prep on Monday. And mm-hmm. um, what was I going to say? There was some kind of meme that was... Oh, the memes have been strong this week. Strong memes. The memes but are there keeping me going, for one sure. one that was like... Damn it. Oh, God, it was just in my head. Well, I mean, yeah. this is fucking crazy. Yeah. 
Like, there's not been anything like this in our lifetime or even in my parents' lifetime that I can think of mm-hmm. where, like, the world is just shutting down. I mean, I guess uh, at least uh, m- a lot of people can work remotely. Mm-hmm. If you're uh, in the service industry, it's a real, fu- it's a real fuck yeah. of a time right now because, yeah. like, your money is based on people going out in public, and that's really terrible. And I, I remember, you know, uh, Chris and I, my husband Chris, who doesn't listen to the show, no. hasn't listened to the show in the it's last three to four years, will probably never listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> He'll die not knowing what we talk, talked about. It's true. And uh, we can say whatever we want about him because mm-hmm. he's never going to listen. That's true. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my husband and I, uh, when we met uh, years ago, and let's see, that would have been uh, about 20 years ago. We were both work. We worked in the service industry for a long time. We waited tables. That's how we met, and we were going month to month. You know, uh, whatever you made that week, that was going to float you. You know, like so. It's uh, that's a tough spot to be in for a lot of people. Yeah. And of course, all the theaters and stuff that are closing for weeks. Anyway, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It is fucking crazy, and I guess that that's not very eloquent. But it's like mm. I don't think I don't know that any of us truly knows how to respond emotionally to what's going on but i do appreciate and not everybody likes this a lot of people and and i I, maybe you can provide a counterpoint about this because we had talked about it uh i immediately appreciated the use of humor by people to kind of deal with the situation because you know if we dwell on how terrifying it might could be for people it's um it's a little much and Mm -hmm. uh so i had i appreciated that as all this was going down i found just my news feed and social media just flooded with memes and jokes and that helps me. I feel like that's solidarity. That's people not arguing with each other about what to do or how to do it or pointing figures, which I'm sure that's going to come. You know, the inevitable turn will be to people bickering about this yep. on social media. But for now, it's the people sort of showing solidarity and trying to come up with ways to entertain each other. And I think that's yeah pretty fucking cool so far. Yeah, I wasn't sure how I felt about the memes at first, but I think that I'm on board now um, just as long as I because like at first when I saw them I was like oh they're, they're not taking this serious serious mm-hmm. serious seriously they're just like you know because it was before things seemed to get serious and it was when yeah. I was everyone I was around like at work or like they were all like eh who cares mm-hmm. you know so when I saw the memes I was like oh so they just don't care yeah but now like it seems like everyone's taking it very seriously mm-hmm. and the memes are an outlet um can't oh <sighs> what is that meme I was th- thinking of I cannot I remember the maybe meme maybe you can give me like a I have it's something. gone okay. it's gone that well one day maybe we'll put it up on the page one day one day yeah when we're looking back from our porch as old ladies thinking back on the coronavirus <laughs> oh my god the old coronavirus of 2020 <laughs> uh then we can tell and you'll be like i found the meme and you'll like roll out a scroll um oh you know god. i'm a person who takes everything too seriously you know, mm-hmm. I know it doesn't seem like it because I like to joke a lot, <laughs> but I take everything too seriously. And so humor is a way for me to put a barrier between me and that, because sometimes there, you obviously want to take it seriously enough to take care of yourself and take care of others. But like uh, fretting and, and and I'm prone to anxiety and mm-hmm. fretting and that those are things that don't help. Nicole so, Fret Kemper. That's, that's, that's my middle name. That's what you're called. Fret. Yeah. Nicole Fret. My parents didn't have a... <laughs> Didn't have a very good sense of the musicality <laughs> of the English language. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I, in uh, with that, um, so what are I, I saw, and I'm pulling this from something I saw on, on Facebook. What shows or movies are you planning on filling your time with 
now that you we will not be able to leave our homes generally well i what's your show comfort food will have to work from home so sure. i'm guessing i'll have to work more actually because mm. from home will be less efi- efficient and i i already don't really have much time to watch stuff but you won't be leaving the house at night. So That's I promise true. you're let's assume okay. that you you're you I mean you should, first of all, I don't want to tell you what to do, but you should definitely <laughs> at like five o'clock or something, like push yourself away from the computer. Like okay. because even though we're all working from home, and this is coming from somebody who I mean, I have been working from home until recently, the majority of the last Seven years or so. Like once I, my second t- child was born, I, I basically have been working from home as a freelancer, freelance editor. And I recently got a job where I actually had to go to a place of work, which mm-hmm. is now being switched to a virtual place of work. Yeah. Um, it's very critical that you pick, and I'm going to say this to everyone out there, listeners. If you are working from home, it is not an ex- excuse for people to expect you to be working mm-hmm. 24-7. Have a time of day that you fucking knock off and you fucking knock off. Knock off that computer, shut that laptop, Get some food, watch some Netflix, take care of yourself. This is not an excuse to just be like, you know, uh, available 24-7. That's true. So let's assume that at 5 p.m. your day is over. Mm-hmm. What are you What are you doing this week? What, do you, what are some shows that you would watch or movies that you would watch to get yourself through the apocalypse right now? Woo. Um... Well, right now I have been watching the first two seasons of Making a, Mur- a Murderer. Ooh, okay. Have you seen that? No. I guess I should um, catch up on that. It's basically this one case over these two seasons, 20 episodes, mm-hmm. about basically how these two men were framed for- Yes, yeah, so I am for, familiar with that part, for, yeah. For, mur- for murder and how mm-hmm. like- there are tons of people who think that they did it and are like positive they did it, and then all the 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 evidence mm-hmm. points to them not do, do, doing it. But people are hell bent on mm. believing that 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 they they did it, and so like what the entire think? show. Well, I don't. Based on the show yeah. that I, that wants me to believe that they didn't do it, mm. I believe that they didn't do do, okay. do do it. But I mean, they're showing. So you seem like you're deep you into know. these docs right now. Yeah, these it's doc like series. crime docs. Because yeah. I, I also watched. Um, the one about the child, um, who is kept in like a box. Oh, I can't yeah. watch that. Yeah, I no, no. I can't, I can't, and then, and then there was one about the football guy. Football guy. The f- Aaron, or oh, what's his face? I don't yeah, know. I, I know what you're talking about. And then there was one that was just a, like each episode was one mm-hmm. d- death row in in in, in inmate. Mm-hmm who told their story and then you heard the story from a lot of different perspectives to be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, they were full of shit or like, oh, yeah. well, that person's full of shit. You okay. know, like, so you heard the story from a, a lot of different angles and mm-hmm. um, that was a very compelling show. And mm-hmm. I feel like they didn't pick ones that were like, oh, this is a great story. I think that no matter who it is, like if you're on death row, you have like some kind of story that would, would, be, so. would be compelling. Yeah. So um, there were a few wi- women, but they weren't on de- death row. Like all mm-hmm. the men were on death row. The women were there for like life. Okay. With the possibility of parole or okay. without. Okay. But not, not, none of them were on de- death row. It made me curious. Like are women allowed to be put on death row? Oh, like- yes. Um, uh, Eileen Warnos was ed- executed okay. on death row. Yeah. Not many women have been, but somehow. Yeah. yeah. 
it's not and as And it common. made me think like there's some like so- societal thing where we're still like trying to protect w- 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 women in that kind of sure. sense, like not to f- f- physically harm w- w- women, even if they've done things. Yeah, you know. and uh, but I do think that the majority of violence is still. I think if we look statistically, yes. the majority of violence is still perpetrated by men. Yes, uh, so that's part of it. But yeah, I do think there is something in the society where we're less likely to condemn women to die unless yeah. it's someone like Eileen Warnos, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a criminologist. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not just a. Either. I'm just a Netflix criminologist. Did you know that I used to think that I wanted to work as a forensic psychologist in like the pre. pre- prison system when I, I was like be, I would think you would have been very good oh at God. that um, I just think about like how I am just like I'm kind of like I don't think I'm naive anymore mm. but well I I'm sure after training would, as a forensic yeah. psychologist you would have been a little bit hardened by that yeah but, but I don't want to be hardened well I don't want you to be hardened either <laughs> uh, but you're very good with details that's true but also the, I'm not those... that's why I was not good at that game we played last night you were good at that game. What are you no, talking about? I was not. I didn't like pay attention enough to any. I didn't know a lot of that information. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I won't get into it. But uh, um, so true crime is going to be your security yeah. blanket through this. I don't. But I want to ironically stop. kind of like yeah. horse girl. Horse girl. Yeah. yeah. She um was very yeah. into that criminal minds type show, which we'll get into horse girl in a second. What was called with the guy from Criminal Minds on it. Yes. Yes. That was crazy. Purgatory. That's Purgatory. Okay. So it was like a CW show, yes. like sort of a devil show mixed with true crime, which yes. I do think would do very well Let's in the, in the uh, <laughs> murderino set, if you know what I mean. Um, Sorry to go on a tangent about no, crime. I mean, but that's what you're watching. Yeah. Um, I still need to catch up on Mindhunter, so I'll probably be mm, watching that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get into Star Wars right now, but The Rise of Skywalker came out early. That's the interesting thing is that Disney is releasing all these, a couple of Disney movies early um, so that, I guess, so people can binge it while they're holed up in their homes. Yeah. Um, so they released Frozen 2 early and they released Rise of Skywalker. And that's what that's what we're going to watch yes. after this podcast. And so I'll probably be watching a lot of Star Wars. Um, yes. Because that's something that's something that always brings me comfort. Is there a way for you to watch your fanfic? No. Let's not talk. I want to talk about okay. the fanfic on okay. the next episode. Okay, fine. Um, Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so I'll probably be watching a lot of Star Wars. Um, I never finished Glow. So maybe I can okay. finish Glow and get back to you about that. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I just I get so distracted. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch a couple episodes of something, even if it's really fucking great. And then I'll be like, ooh, what's this new show? And it's just like yeah. really hard for me to stick with one thing these yeah, days. Yeah, there were a few shows that I – We need to like finish Barry. Barry, Pen15. Pen15, I saw two episodes. We, we didn't finish Pose. Okay, well, like we've got a lot yeah. to do. So yeah. thank thank God that we have, we'll have we have so much time on our hands <laughs> uh, and we can actually uh, finish these shows, I guess. You know, yeah. like it's – you know, maybe we're not all in the best ideal situation. but. Yeah. We can take comfort in the fact that at least there's a lot of great TV. There's a lot of great TV. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, uh, shall we move on to today's topic? Horse Girl. A Horse Girl. A Horse Girl, those of you guys who don't know, is a film that is an independent film, uh, which was released this year. It's available on Netflix right now. So while you're holed up in your uh, in your abode, uh, you can watch it and uh, – 
uh, check and 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 check check out your th- have your thought. Let me get back. That was really dumb. Um, so it's available on Netflix. So while you're trapped, uh, while you're holed up in your abode, you could watch Horse Girl. It's on there. Um, and it stars Alison Brie, um, mm-hmm. and then, and some other folks, um, uh, do you do Duplass Productions the Duplass or whatever? Pro- well, they, they're production company. Production company, Actually, yeah. um, so I have some information about okay. the movie because I did, I was curious, I did look it up today. So it is directed by, um, Jeff, and I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, Buena or Buana. Uh, he directed and produced the movie and co-wrote okay. with Allison Brie. So they co-wrote this movie. Oh my gosh. And Allison Brie co-wrote this? She co-wrote this and produced it. So okay. they produced so it and why co-wrote she's it. A part of why she agreed to act in this film. Oh, so Sarah has some very strong <laughs> opinions about this movie. I am very looking much for looking forward to giving you some of the information I got from this interview. Okay. Um, so I did read an interview with Alison Brie about this movie. Awesome. Um, but uh, premiered Sundance. Uh, it's on Netflix. Um, and uh, Sarah, uh, it was Sarah's idea that we watched that this month. So and what was your what was your reasoning, Sarah? I um, I guess I, this is now where we talk about our experience before yeah. prior to the yeah yeah, yeah 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 go for it. So there was one night when I was feeling sad and my parents were out like with their friends and my mm-hmm. brother and I were like, let's watch something. So we like mm-hmm. looked around and we saw the tra- mm-hmm. trailer for this and we were like, okay, this looks weird. Let's check it out. So we watched it and I, the whole time I was like, I wonder what Nicole would think about that. And at the end I like of the- that I'm present with you, <laughs> even when I'm not present with you watching a movie. Yes. And, I, and at the end I was like, Oh, Nicole would have so many opinions about this and and in fact I do <laughs> and and then I was like oh but she she wouldn't want want, want to watch this it's too it's too like weird and I love for the record I love weird movies okay. I weird is my favorite genre of movies but I, I I was like I didn't know if it would be good for the show though like I, sure. I wasn't sure if it would be right for the show you know it's got some intense themes yeah um I'm actually kind of glad that it's just us this week because yeah. uh you know I think it's kind of an intense movie yeah um so uh, yeah and I had best tackled in small company yeah and I had different feelings about it the first time I saw it than mm-hmm. the next time I saw interesting. it. interesting yeah so you watched it thought Hey, this is weird. This is weird. I'd like to hear what Nicole thinks about it, yeah. and that's how we ended up doing it this month. Yeah, cool. Um, I uh, didn't know anything about this movie um, other than I had seen the trailer when it was released because um, uh, I f- we follow Alison Brie on Instagram, and so she had posted the trailer, and I was like, "Oh, that looks very interesting." Um, like I said, I love weird stuff. I love nonlinear storytelling. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that was all sort of indicated in the trailer. So I was very curious about it. And then when Sarah suggested like, hey, let's watch this. I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's really, <laughs> that's really the extent of my knowledge about it. Uh, so without further ado, sh- let's get into talking about this movie. Yes. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. Seems sort of distant. Let's just do it. Man. You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right, let's get into it. Okay, Horse Girl, twenty twenty. It's really hard to say that. It sounds 20, like really derogatory. Twenty? No, Horse Girl. Horse Girl. Horse Girl. Yeah. It calls to mind those girls 
when you're like nine or 10 that are obsessed with horses and mm-hmm. they have all the little horse toys yep. and they draw pictures of horses and they wear horses on their shirts. Yep. And like, it seems like, and I, for no reason, it seems like something that people think is weird and they make fun of it. Yes. But like, As why? I should. I'm just You kidding. think? No, no, no. I, I'm a sloth girl, head, hedgehog girl. Like, sure. I, like, I love cute things. Like horses sure. are cute. Yeah. They're terrifying. Oh. I mean, they're, the horse in this film had very kind eyes. It did. But when I see them up close, I'm like, that thing could fucking trample me in a That's second. That's true. So yeah. I find them a little terrifying. Because yeah. if any, if they get, if they look at me sideways. Well, they all have to look, 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 look at you sideways. <laughs> <laughs> a horse can't look at you straight on. I guess that's, I guess that's true. Um, so Horse Girl, uh, as I said, uh, written, co-written by Alison Brie. And I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, but I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Jeff. Buena, buena. How do you spell it? It's B A E N A. Bena? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> he also did the little hours. Oh, which you saw did you too. see that? No, I didn't, but you saw it, right? <gasps> oh my gosh, I love that movie. Well, he did that movie as well. It's so weird. Maybe we should watch that we should one. Should watch too. that one too. Are we just going to watch all of his movies? Yes. Um, so. so anyway, uh, and then Alison Brie co-wrote it with her. He directed it and, uh, the Duplass brothers, it's like their production company, mm-hmm. I think that was like one of the, I imagine they probably, I don't know if they were putting up any financing, but they obviously yeah. put up some support of the movie. Um, so shall we just go ahead and dig right yes, in? Like, please. what do you, what do you want to start with here? I've, we both got a list. I have a list of things. We've got a list. Let's start with what you want to talk about. I guess we can start with the name. Horse the name girl. Ho- horse girl. Yeah. Sure. With the horses. Why do we have horses? It horses. doesn't seem to have anything to do with her character or the plot. You know, I disagree. Um, I feel like, and I feel like horse, the whole concept of horse girl is that there's something that and this is just, I feel like, what horse girls are in the culture. There's something naive and childlike about them, I think. And this is, I don't, I'm not saying that women who actually are into horses are like this, but there's something about horse girls that seems innocent and naive and stuck in childhood, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Like, which I think is something like this character where she doesn't okay. fully seem like an adult. She's They're not really able to take care the, of herself. The, the 90s, too. Yes, I do want that's on my list. Yeah. I do want to talk about that. Um, so, but for the character, and Sarah's her name, the character is mm-hmm. named Sarah. Um, for Sarah, I think, I think her relationship with her horse is, it seems to be deeper than her relationship with anybody else in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know. What do you think horse squirrel means? means? You don't I know what it means? I have no idea. I, I don't, I don't think that there was enough horse to have it have any bearing on okay. the plot, but I think that there either should have been more or there should okay. have been less. So you think that that was not really, shouldn't have been part of this movie? It didn't seem to, it didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Okay. I get that. It felt like a character trait to me. Okay. And another way to symbolize her disconnection from the rest of the people around mm-hmm. her. Like her her oddness or her... I, I, I think I, disconnection I li- is I what li- I would say. I, I like what you said about how stuck in in ch- childhood and stuff mm-hmm. because that's, for, for the most part, you see that with girls. You know, with young, with like... Yes. Ch- kids. The kids yeah. get obsessed with horses yes. in that way. and But certainly people who work with animals love animals. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I feel like it was... I feel like she was portrayed in a way where she was like emotionally stunted and not yes. 
fully an adult. There was something like childlike about her. Yes. Um, do would you like to know what Alison Brie had to say yes, about it? Please. So um. in her interview, Alison Brie said that her and Jeff had talked about this top this uh, this movie, which was about mental illness, which mm-hmm. I can get into in more detail what that meant to her. And I'm going to hold on to that. Okay. But th- there was that story. And then they also had the idea of like, ooh, those horse girls that you grew up with. And they're really into horses. And like, that's kind of a character trope. And like, what would what what would that be like if that woman was in her 30s? Mm-hmm. And so they decided to kind of mix the two uh, ideas together. Okay. And I think for them, it also became a situation where you see like, she had this really deep connection to her horse, but she doesn't have the horse anymore. And like everything else in her life, she's just kind of lacking that deep emotional mm-hmm. connection to others around her, mm-hmm. which is, I think, I think that was communicated. That's, that's what I got from it in any case. Okay. Anyway. I think the, I think I'll say this again at the end when we're, we're, we're wrapping things up, but mm-hmm. basically like, I just don't think this movie knew what it was communicating. I don't mm-hmm. think it had any strong opinions and mm-hmm. didn't really know how it was presenting itself okay Fair. um and and uh, that that is throughout what i've said in in my list mm-hmm. all, all the things that i put oh yeah that's fair <laughs> that's just how i feel um okay well and anything else to say about that about horror Horse, about the horses, the horses? i mean mm-hmm. we see well that's really more about time travel but we see the horse at the beginning at the beginning um, which I didn't really notice. You pointed it out to me. I was like, did you see the horse? And you're like, should I be looking for horses? <laughs> I would have liked, if to your point, when I saw it the first time, and I now knowing what the ending is, I know why that it's there, but I kind of wanted to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Like little horse. I mean, they did have it mm-hmm. in this production design and stuff, mm-hmm. but maybe I wanted to see more That's of what that. I'm saying. Like yeah. there should have been either more horses or no horse. And it is kind of weird that it was called Horse Girl because it wasn't really about... That's what I'm that saying. so much. I get it. I get what you're saying. She's been called like what the clone fuck is girl? happening? Clone girl, clone <laughs> girl. That would have spoiled the movie, though. I think that's true. Um, okay, what else, what do I have here? I would like to talk about. Oh, I have so many. Which one? What do I get to first? I want to talk about her relationship with the other women in the movie. Like okay. there are a lot of women in this movie. Yeah, and um, I want to kind of talk about. Because this is something I feel like I scrutinize a lot. And when we started watching the movie, I didn't know that it was written partially by a woman. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, a man directed this and he wrote it. And I'm always like – I'm not saying men can't write women's relationships, but I do find they are often a little bit less Mm -hmm. three-dimensional. So – do you think the women's relationships in this movie were believable? I liked the relationship between the store. Oh, Joan. Or, so her coworker. Yes, I yeah. I liked their relationship because because Joan seemed to really care about her mm-hmm. and she like like it reminded me of my relationship with some of my my coworkers who yeah. are like older than me and like mm-hmm. listen to me go on about like stuff that's going going on yeah. in, in my in my life and they have some kind of like advice or and she did the yeah. same for the younger co-worker as she well yes yeah. so i i believe that 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 relationship i did too um i thought there's something very maternal about it yeah and um at no point did she even when 
Okay, so maybe we should kind of give a little summary as to what yes. this movie's about. So Alison Brie plays this woman in her 30s. She's working at a craft store. She seems very lonely. She's She used to have – she used to ride horses, but she can't afford the horse anymore. So now she's like – I can't tell if she's teaching lessons. I I, that was very unclear I to me. I think she's just like watching and mm-hmm. trying to still – kind of like kids who – Already grat, 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 graduated mm-hmm. from high school, but still come back to help out with like sports teams or like she seemed drama. Like she was there or, for a reason. Like I don't know. They kept asking her to like gently to like okay. leave. All right. So, so you don't think she was working there at all? No. So it's unclear. Uh, but yeah, does she work there? Is she teaching lessons? But anyway, she's there like sort of infringing upon a young this young lady's lessons. Uh, she's got a roommate. Um, and then she starts having these weird dreams and instances of sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, this, I get, we'll get into what this yeah. is exactly, but it appears on the surface to be some kind of mental breakdown. Yes. She has a history of mental illness in her family. Mm-hmm. And she's hospitalized after like a particularly dramatic episode, which mm-hmm. I think we should definitely talk about. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then she's released from the hospital. And uh, we'll talk about the ending. But anyway, mm-hmm. so this young woman, she's potentially going through a mental breakdown, mm-hmm. I guess, yes. or is going through a mental breakdown. I'm, I'm unsure yes. about what the movie's position is on that. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's the plot of this movie, Horse Girl, a young isolated woman who suffers a complete mental breakdown, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back to the relationship. So yes. uh, Joan. Joan, even as Sarah is coming apart, I never really felt her like judging her in any way Mm -hmm. she just seemed concerned she seemed concerned but also there was a bit of a distance there Mm -hmm. i felt like a bit of a distance with her and every everyone woman every person in her life and actually the more i think about it there were a lot of women in this movie like even the zumba instructor like they were just like so there's like sarah and joan there's sarah and her student who's also female sarah and her friend uh heather who Mm -hmm. used to ride horses with her Mm mm-hmm so there's a lot of women in this movie, which I yeah. appreciate a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. This movie was filled with women, but uh, all so, there were male characters. They lots talk- of mm-hmm. things besides men. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I you know I think my favorite one of my favorite scenes in this movie might be like when she's like breaking down and she shows up in the craft store naked, mm-hmm. and they drape the peach fabric yeah. over her, and then she's in the office and the phone rings and she picks it up. And she thinks that she's hearing Joan. And then it's being repeated in the phone. Yeah. That was, I don't know what that was about, but it was kind of fucking cool. Like, there were a lot of moments in this movie that were like, I don't know what this is about necessarily, but it's fucking cool. It was like semi-scary. It was creepy-ish to me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, But I did really like that where she's like, I can hear the future. Yeah. Um, It was very disorienting. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely found the women's relationships to be... Um, generally believable. What do you think about her relationship with her roommate? Um, I thought that that seemed like girls that I knew mm-hmm. who were like cool. Like def- definitely when I was in 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 middle school, I was mm-hmm. a weirdo. Yeah, and all like there were, I think there were a few like cool girls who like try to like take me under their wing and be like, you mm-hmm. should wear your hair like this, and like yes. you should like yes. do this, and this is how you like get a guy and like mm-hmm. um trying to change you trying to ch- you exactly so like she's that yeah. seemed believe believe believable to me she didn't seem like a fake kind of character no. like i've definitely known known girl, girl, 
girls like that. And they like want to help you, but there's something also embarrassing about you. Yes. And I do think that is a a very, you know, and maybe there are women out here who haven't experienced, but I can definitely relate to that where you're just feeling like you want them to change you because mm-hmm. there is something wrong with you. Yes. Like, and you, you like you put on their dress Mm -hmm. and like suddenly you're a different person and maybe you could be hot and maybe somebody would want to ask you out on a date. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're always like, why, like, why, like I look cute or or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I can't seem to make my personality fit in a way that a guy would like Mm -hmm. or, and that kind of is what's going on in that scene Mm -hmm. with the four of them, with the, the, the roommate and her boyfriend and then the boyfriend's, roommate darren darren so yeah. brian i think is the ro- god what a doofus yeah her roommate's boyfriend brian yeah oh boy doofus <laughs> but played excellently yes. as a doofus yes. like and, he was very believe 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 like i've known guys yeah. like that too yes yeah i would definitely say like every person in this movie felt very like oh yeah i definitely know somebody like that yes yeah i don't think i know anyone like darren I think he's Darren. Darren was like Ma- Ma- manic pixie dream boy or something. Well, <laughs> he wasn't perfect in any way. Like he didn't come in and change her life or anything no. like that. I think he was just like, excuse me. <coughs> I think he was just like a dude who was there to be kind of like, like what could have been if she wasn't mm-hmm. completely coming apart. Like mm-hmm. he actually really liked her for yeah. just her. And they like had, it seemed like they had a genuine connection. Yeah. And uh, he was, you know, scared off by what occurred on their date. Like the date yeah. started out fine enough, and he just they met it. They met at a bad time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And of course, like you know, she they she her roommate has this like little get together at her house for her, and she you know her and Darren hit it off. And then later, when she's starting to come apart, like they go on this date and. She ends up taking and him to cemetery, a graveyard yeah, and to spy on that guy. And to and dig up her mom. Dig up her mom with some scissors. Yeah. Just your regular average date night. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens on a regular date night. You know, that's that's how, <laughs> how I like to do it. All your dates end with you digging up somebody with a pair of scissors, right? Oh, God. Um. Yeah, so uh, let's see. What about... I'd love to talk about Sarah. So I'm still talking. I know I'm, I'm still talking about relationships. I promise we'll move on in a second. Okay. Um, I do want to talk about Sarah and her friend Heather, uh-huh. who had yeah. fallen off the horse. Yeah. That was really tough mm-hmm. for me. I know. Um, I, I just re- re- realized that as as we 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 watched it. Mm-hmm. I didn't th- think about that the the for 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 first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. So Sarah has this friend Heather which we kind of find out through flashbacks and other things that they used to ride horses together mm-hmm. and her friend Heather got thrown off the horse and obviously it caused some kind of brain or spinal injury and now she Heather can't really walk very well and she has seizures and uh so um so she had there's obviously this friendship that was really strong mm-hmm. and I'm sure that the um well, I don't want to – I don't – this isn't in the movie, so I don't want to speculate. But I can say that I had uh, someone who was my best friend who was very close to me who was in a car accident and suffered a traumatic brain injury. And so that really hit me very hard mm-hmm. because you've got this – like there's this sense of like guilt because 
you're healthy and they're not. And mm-hmm. I don't think the movie explore. You know what? Now that I'm talking about it, this bothers me a bit because mm-hmm. I wish they had explored that relationship more deeply. Yeah. That's the thing is I feel like this yeah. movie introduces a ton of stuff and then yeah. doesn't extraduce it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, it's just like, oh, she had this friend and now that friend. Like, it's like a series of things to prove that she's lonely. But mm-hmm. like, I know what it feels like to have someone in your life go through that. And then you feel like, even though you had nothing to do with it, like, why? Uh, why are they? Why is this person's life changed because of this injury and I'm healthy? Like, why do I deserve to be the healthy one? Mm-hmm. And like, how how do you maintain that relationship when your lives are so different and Man, there could have really been something there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see what you mean. Like, I mm-hmm. really that that could have been a whole thing that was explored yeah. that wasn't. And then we like not to jump ahead to, but the, uh, again, you can jump ag- to wherever you want. But again, with that that idea that how we're introduced to like, oh, and by by by, by the way, like near the end of the movie, like mm-hmm. her mom killed herself last year. Like, I thought that was pretty clear throughout the film. Throughout the film, yes. Because she said her mom died, like, over and over and over again. Did she? And she said there was a history of mental illness in her family and that her mom was depressed. And I was just kind of waiting for them to confirm. Oh, I didn't. That's what happened. I don't remember them talking about that before. But, yeah, I guess. I don't know. And it was a surprise to me. Oh, it was. That was (laughs) not a surprise to me at all. I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So there were a lot of relationships that didn't get explored really beyond the surface. Yes. I think that's for sure. Okay, welcome to Plug It Up. This is the part of the show where ordinarily we would talk about what our guests are up to, but it's just us, so we can just fucking talk about what we're doing. Yeah. Um, Sarah, do you have anything that is not critical crop top related that you want to talk about? I. What are you up to? Well, I am working on a personal essay pro- project where I'm That's writing so personal cool. essays from my stories from my life. Think David Sedaris, mm-hmm. Lindy West. Mm-hmm. That Love type it. of thing. And I've read, um, uh, we've read one of them in the writer's group and it was fucking awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, that one was kind of depressing, but yes. I th- I'm hoping for the rest of them to be, I mean, yes, it'll, it does it deal a with a lot with of yeah. men- mental illness. Like mm-hmm. I think that's the main theme of the stuff that I write. Yeah. And while there will be some dark el- elements of that, mm-hmm. I hope to m- make it like fun and yeah, you know. I like how you sh- shook your head in a very fun and casual <laughs> way when you said that. Yeah, so that's what I'm working on right now when I'm not doing cr- 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 critical crop top stuff and not awesome. at work. And you're going to be creating some kind of account, right? Yeah, I'm going to be creating a, a fucking website photo shoot with Lola Scott. Lola Scott. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys. I have Lola been Scott. I know she's not, Lola Scott she's for like She's not on years. the show right now. But you should check her out. Lola Scott does amazing photography. L- L- Lola Scott art on mm-hmm. all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott with two T's. And um, yeah, so that was fun. And so I'm like working on designing a website and mm-hmm. possibly that has a blog and like yep. trying to get my ri- I think ri- you would do writing great with a blog a- out there. Mm-hmm. So that by the time my book is finished, mm-hmm. there'll be people who'd be like, oh, let's read this because yeah. it's not just like some like who the fuck is this? <laughs> it's, it's Sarah. You yes. know Sarah. She likes hedgehogs. <laughs> uh, great. I love it. I can't wait to read more of Yay. the essays. Um, and so we don't, I guess we don't have anything to plug for that handle yet, but when we do, we'll yeah. let everybody know about mm-hmm. it. Um, so we've got a lot of stuff going on with Critical Crop Top. We're in, so the coronavirus has somewhat uh, stalled a bit of our work on the web show, obviously. Um 
We were supposed to be shooting a crowdfunding video this weekend. Uh, We're going to be putting that off. Um, So I don't know when the crowdfunding campaign will launch. We were going to launch it in April, and it may Mm -hmm. not go until May. So we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, But we are still in pre-production because thanks to the magic of video chat, we will be able to continue having meetings, and we're just going to get everything prepped and ready to go so that when this whole – pandemic blows over we're going to be ready to shoot those sketches and and continue so uh don't have any new updates about the web show other than that but of course if you're following critical crop top that's our production company if you're following critical crop top on social media at critical crop top on facebook twitter and instagram uh you can keep up with uh what's going on with the web show and all the other stuff that we're working on and you can see how we're handling (laughs) virtual virtual pre-production without face-to-face uh, meeting. Um, also, uh, if you're following us, you can check out Tutorial Tuesdays every other Tuesday, uh, except last week because I forgot with all the fucking crazy shit that was going on. Uh, we're actually releasing Tutorial Tuesday. Well, of course, this is in April, so I guess fucking ignore what I said. But in March, I missed a week. <laughs> <laughs> I had it all edited and ready to go and I forgot to put it up. But basically, every other Tuesday, uh, we're releasing a tutorial on our YouTube page about uh, something to do with Premiere. So something small, bite-sized, they're very short, uh, tackling, so far we've tackled uh, prod, media files and project files, we've tackled creating a new project. Um, I'll be tackling uh, sort of a tour of what is inside of Premiere, the different windows and what they all do and all the tools and stuff. Uh, we'll be talking about, uh, eventually we'll be talking about syncing audio and like how do I what settings should I have on my sequence and how do I get stuff into the timeline and what is a timeline all these things like all these little things that help you build your edit uh, we're going to be going through all of that stuff in little bite-sized tutorials so if you are interested in learning a little bit more about editing or trying it out um, of course you can follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at critical crop top Uh, to know when those are coming out. But also I recommend that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Uh, YouTube channel, Critical Crop Top. We're putting up these podcasts up there now. So our podcasts are up there um, and uh, the tutorials are up there. And of course, all of the sketch videos, films and web series that we've done are up there as well. So Mm -hmm. if you are stuck in the house, uh, now there's no better time than now to watch all the fucking shit that we've made in the last... Watch all the fucking shit. Watch all the fucking shit we've made in the last... Four years, years. four-ish, four-ish, yeah, because we started in 2016, Uh Um, including the watch-along that we did for Horse Girl. So did uh, watch this and record ourselves. Yes, and I think I'm going to release the watch-along a week after this episode, Mm. so it will not be up at the same – I'm going to release that watch-along next week. Uh, so go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel at well, it's, I guess there's no ad. It's Critical Crop Top on YouTube, and uh, you'll have you'll get to see us reacting mm-hmm. as we're watching Horse Girl. What did we think? How are we feeling? Find out. Yeah. What did we have for dinner that night? What did we eat, and why you'll did know. we eat on camera? <laughs> <laughs> you'll find out. What did we order for takeout? Um, so that's a uh, Critical Crop Top on YouTube. Um, and then lastly, um, you know, we'd love to hear what you thought. If you've seen Horse Girl uh, or if you have any thoughts about our feelings about the film, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Feminine Mistake Pod. And you can find us on Twitter at Fem Mistake Pod. Uh, also, you know, we're on all the things, Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, that would be really awesome. Please do. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. And we'd, and, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Horse Girl. We want to yes. know, what did you think? Would you wear that outfit that she made to a party? What do you think its st- stances on mental Ill- Ill- yeah. Ill- illness and how it, it ended? And horses. And horses. In fact. Uh, I would absolutely wear that outfit. Like, 100%. I know you would. Pulling it mm-hmm. off. Yep. 